Welcome to Out and About in the Kane County Forest Preserves, where we'll tune in to the seasonal rhythm of the natural world. I'll be your host, Ranger Josh. Let's hit the trail and have some fun. Autumn in the Midwest is a cozy time of year. Flannel shirts are donned and pumpkin spice lattes are sipped, all while maple leaves turn brilliant hues of orange, red, and yellow. It's also a time for haunted houses, horror movies, and scary stories. Finish off that hot toddy and stoke the campfire. Things are going to get weird. People sure do love to get their spooky on around Halloween. The roots of this tradition harken back to the ancient Celtic festival, Samhain, where people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off evil spirits. Tales of witches, ghosts, werewolves, and vampires have since become a staple of our pop culture. The quest for the ultimate scare has even affected our perception of some real-world organisms. Bats, spiders, and crows are inexorably linked to Halloween folklore, and this has led to some truly terrifying misconceptions about these innocent creatures, an issue I aim to resolve during this seasonal special. So before we gear up for some tricks and treats, let's see what's going on at the district. News from the district! Hey everyone! In these fluid and uncertain times, the Forest Preserve District would like to remind everyone that we are currently following Tier 1 mitigations that are a part of the Restore Illinois plan. All gatherings are going to be limited to 25 people or 25% of a room's capacity, whichever one is less. We want to make sure that you are safe. Also, public nature programs are still being offered and a district naturalist will be following the most up-to-date health guidelines. Group sizes will be limited, and mask and social distancing practices will be upheld. Lastly, patrons are encouraged to take advantage of the calming and healing benefits that nature has to offer, but we all need to do our part to stay educated and vigilant during this pandemic. And as always, stay healthy, and thanks for listening. Certain organisms almost seem intentionally adapted for a horror story script. The eastern cicada killer, for example, is a species of wasp known for paralyzing its prey with a venomous sting before dragging it down to an underground lair. There, the wasp will deposit an egg on the paralyzed cicada, and upon hatching, the larva will consume the cicada and pupate over winter, only to emerge the next summer to seek out its next victim. Okay, I can't save everyone's image here. That's just terrifying. And I'm the first to admit that I love a good scare, especially around Halloween. But a few animals have become so closely associated with the creepy, dark, and haunted folklore of the season that it's ruined their public image year-round. So let's assess these spooky creatures through the lens of ecology and see if we can learn to celebrate their weirdness instead of being repulsed by it. Nothing screams nighttime terror more than a colony of blood-sucking bats. 
bats. But where did this image come from? It's true, vampire bats do exist. They're native to Latin America and indeed parasitize the blood of larger mammals, mostly grazing cattle and deer. They're more considered agricultural pests as opposed to demonic entities. However, their diet is undeniably similar to that of the mythic vampire, which by the late 1800s was already a hugely influential gothic symbol, with literary works like Carmilla and Dracula. <laughs> but to end the story there is really cheating the bat out of a much larger and more interesting life history. We are, after all, talking about the only mammal capable of true and sustained flight. There are over 1,100 species of bat in the world. The United States is home to 40, and Illinois hosts 12 different kinds. 70% of all bat species consume insects as their primary food source. The other 30% utilize plant nectar and fruit. There are only a few species of true vampire bat. A single bat can eat up to 1,200 mosquitoes in an hour, and can often consume its own body weight in insects every night. Despite their reputation as being blind, bats actually have a relatively good sense of sight. However, this is not their primary means of perceiving the world around them. Many bat species utilize a complicated sonar system known as echolocation. Basically, bats will emit high-frequency sound waves that bounce, react to, and echo off all objects surrounding them. A continuous, detailed image is then processed in their brain, allowing bats to see in complete darkness. The adaptation of echolocation, as well as the abundance of insects at nighttime, is why most bat species are nocturnal. The importance of bats in a functioning ecosystem and economy cannot be understated. Bat droppings, called guano, are incredibly rich and useful fertilizers. In fact, before oil, guano was the biggest mineral export of Texas. Enjoy chocolate? Economists estimate that without bats controlling pest populations, cocoa bean yields would fall by up to 22%. Imagine how expensive Halloween candy would be then! Bat education and awareness is becoming ever more critical if we want to continue benefiting from the world's bat species. White nose syndrome, a fungal disease that prevents a bat from hibernating properly, is becoming an epidemic, with death rates as high as 90 to 100% in affected caves and regions. It's about time we celebrate the important role that bats play in our lives. From pest control to fertilizer, bats give us plenty of reasons to care. Hello? Hi. Oh, hi. Um, this is David from uh, Georgia, I, and I just wanted to say, you know, for your program, uh, that uh, a few weeks ago, uh, I had a run-in with a bat in my garage, and uh, it was flying all over the place, it was making a ruckus. Uh, my gut reaction was just to, like, swat it down and step on it, but the more I watched it flying around, the less it seemed like a good idea. The bat was actually kind of graceful. It was looking to cause no harm. 
I just grabbed a broom and helped it toward the garage door, and then it flew out and disappeared out in the night sky. Now, uh, whenever I see a bat chasing skeeters around or whatever, I like to think it's the same little fella that I saw in my garage. Eight legs, multiple eyes, sticky webs, and venomous fangs make for a scene straight out of a nightmare. <coughs> Spiders are a pretty hard sell, even for many nature lovers. The intense and often irrational fear of spiders is so common that most of us are familiar with the clinical term, arachnophobia. But what stimulated this phobia in the first place? One of the most common theories was put forth by evolutionary psychologists. This view suggests that arachnophobia was a survival technique for our ancestors. Since most spiders are venomous, although most do not pose a threat to humans, a fear of spiders may have made certain individuals more likely to survive and reproduce. In doing so, those individuals would pass their fear of spiders on to their kin. There are a few holes in this theory, however. For example, some communities in Papua New Guinea and Cambodia include spiders in their local cuisine. This suggests that arachnophobia may be a cultural rather than genetic trait. Regardless of its origin, arachnophobia has led to intense persecution of our local spider populations. But do they really deserve such a bad rap? It's true, most spiders are venomous. But with the exception of the black widow and the brown recluse in our area, that venom is not a threat to large mammals, including us humans. Spider venom is specifically toxic to arthropods, which make up a large portion of their diet. Certain venoms act as a neurotoxin to paralyze prey, while other venoms are utilized to externally digest said prey. Web-building spiders may wrap their meals up in a cocoon after injecting them with a cytotoxin to break down cell walls and tissues. In a sense, they're just slow-cooking their food in a crockpot. See? We're not that different after all. While spiders may not win anyone over with how they eat, they have definitely won me over with what they eat. Spiders are some of the most abundant predators of insects in the world. They help control the population of other household pests like aphids, flies, cockroaches, stink bugs, ants, and mosquitoes. Annoyed with the influx of insects into your house this fall? Don't waste your money on expensive pesticides. Let your house spiders do what they do best. The ominous caw of a crow is as synonymous with Halloween as the bubbling of a distant cauldron or the wicked laugh of a warty witch. <laughs> These intelligent birds can be found throughout North America, and much of their lore brings about tidings of mischief and death. For example, a low-flying group of crows means that illness is coming, and if a crow flies over a house and calls three times, that means an impending death. If the crows call in the morning before the other birds get a chance to sing, rain is in the forecast. Yet despite their role as messengers of doom and gloom, it's bad luck to kill a crow. 
If you accidentally do so, you're supposed to bury it. And be sure to wear black when you do. Movie buffs will remember the late, great Alfred Hitchcock, who made Killer Crows famous with his 1963 horror classic, The Birds. Being all clad in black and primarily feasting on carrion, or dead remains, it's easy to see why crows have been targeted by lore masters and storytellers through the ages. But even ornithologists can't seem to give these birds a break. Do you know what a group of crows is called? A murder! Scary stories and ancient lore aside, members of the crow family are among the smartest birds in the world. Current research is shedding light on their uncanny problem-solving skills, their capacity to utilize tools, and their ability to retain information and pass knowledge on to other members of their flock, or murder, if you will. This exciting new research sheds light on the origins of certain cognitive abilities and totally redefines what it means to be bird-brained. The natural world is magnificently diverse. Every role in every ecosystem is filled with an organism uniquely adapted to take advantage of finite resources. While we may not find the mugshot of a wolf spider to be particularly cute and cuddly, one cannot deny how well suited they are for their lifestyle. I think there's beauty in that. Uh-oh. I better get out of here before the whole graveyard wakes up. Don't forget to drop me a line and share a fun nature story. You can record a voice memo on your phone and email it to programs at caneforest.com or simply click the message button on this show's webpage. Until next time, keep in mind, any day is a good day to go for a hike.